My fellow Americans, are you tired of the new normal? Are you tired of the lies? Election fraud. You know the thing that the mainstream media and big tech says doesn't exist? It is time to end it. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Many of you are sitting here because you're wanting to know what the plan is. This has to be peaceful! We have the right to peacefully assemble! The solution has been in front of us all along. Ask God if you should step into the gap and become a part of the plan. The plan is simple. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. We are the plan. If you're waiting for others to do the work for you, you're going to be waiting a long time. We are Conservative Daily. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Oltman. We, um, we talk a lot about a few things. One of those things is the January 6th prisoners. There's a ton of them now, and they are still searching for, I think, three to 400 more prisoners to uh, persecute. But today, this is a different story. Rosemary Westbury joins us. Her husband and two sons were, are being prosecuted, persecuted, uh, for attending the January 6th um, protest. Uh, at the Capitol. And so let's not waste a lot of time because a bunch of stuff I want to go through with you. But uh, now the DOJ is coming down on her son, Aaron. And I, and I don't know, Mr. Producer, are we going to have Aaron on? Is he going to be able to, to stop in? Most likely not today, but okay. in the future we'll, get, we'll have him on soon. Right. We just need to make really, we need to make sure that if, if he does get on, that, that he keeps it very vanilla. Yeah, we've got to keep him safe. Yeah. Um, so without any further ado, I got to, uh, a chance to meet uh, Rosemary, but I want to bring her in right now and uh, say hello. Rosemary, nice. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks. Thanks, Joe. I um, appreciate you having me on. Um, so tell everyone a little bit about yourself. I got a chance to finally meet you in person <laughs> in Wisconsin <laughs> yep. uh, at, a, at a great event that uh, Tim was at and... Uh, yeah, it was awesome. And I got to hear your story. I got to meet your husband. But tell everyone a little bit about what's what's happening in your family. So, um, actually, it's four in my family. It's three of my sons and my husband. So well, hold on. It's three sons. Three sons. That, that are being charged. And your husband. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. So, it's my husband, Robert Westbury. And um, my son, Aaron James, uh, Jonah Westbury, and Isaac Westbury. Okay. And um, so we've been dealing with this actually since, um, well, Aaron, or Jonah was arrested on April 9th of 2021. Bob, Aaron, and Isaac were then um, arrested on October 4th. Both times that the FBI came to our home the first time, they broke down my front door. Um, my son, Jonah, rents um, an apartment with a separate entrance in my house. 
And, and they knew that um, because they had actually reached out to us in February. And my son, um, Jonah, or my son Jonah was not home, but Aaron was. And he said, well, you know, Jonah's not here, um, but he has a separate ap apartment with a separate entrance. Well, that really didn't matter. Uh, when they came on April 9th, they uh, broke my front door. Um, and, you know, everybody was dragged out of their beds um, in handcuffs and uh, brought to the front of the house, um, barefoot in underwear, pajamas, um, very degrading. Jonah was arrested and released the same day. And then fast forward, on October 4th, they came back and um, they had did, a SWAT Did the same team. thing. Did the same thing. Well, but but this time, Joe, they, <laughs> they had a They had 50 to 60 agents. Um, they had a, um, oh, a, a military vehicle with a battering ram on the front of it. I, I don't really know what the name of that is. And a machine gun on top of it. They had... Um, megaphones, uh, sirens, um, intimidating not just my family, but the entire neighborhood. So um, they were also released, Bob and uh, Aaron and Isaac were also released. So they're on um, pre-trial release is what they're on. Yeah. With conditions. Now, really, the only two conditions that they had were that they cannot have, and I'm going to just say exactly what it is, um, but their pretrial release, it says that they cannot have... Um, firearms, weapons. Firearms. They cannot have um, dangerous weapons, and they can't have other weapons, essentially. And all of those terms, you know, they're very specific, very specific terms. And so, you know, when you look at them, none of it says anything about knives, none of it says anything about bows and arrows. However, the first time that they came to our house for the pre-trial supervision uh, visit, Brian James came, that's the gentleman's name, from Minneapolis. And we had, my son had a compound bow. We got rid of all of our firearms, everything. Because that's what they told us we needed to do. Did you have to get rid of them, and or did you hundreds. have to just give them to somebody else to, to hold on to? Yes, yes. We we okay. they they're in in someone else's safe. Okay. Custody. Yeah, they're they're safe. Someone else somewhere else. And so um, we did that. Um, but when Ryan James around about October twenty third, and. From the very beginning, he had what I would estimate as um, a grievance with Aaron. Not the other, you know, the other ones, but with Aaron, he did. And, you know, and he Aaron said, served. Well, Aaron served in the military. Yes, yes. Aaron was um, in the Navy, mm -hmm. and he was um, a corpsman in the Navy. So he was attached to a Marine unit. And okay. so he, was, he served in Iraq. He served in Afghanistan twice, and then he was on a special recognizance um, in the Philippines um, with SEAL Team, and I don't remember what SEAL Team it was. Um, 
and he saw a lot of action. He saw, you know, one of his best friends blown up in front of him, young, 19-year-old man, and he couldn't save him. He saw a little boy that was caught in the crossfire. Take your time. About eight years old, sorry. And he tried to render aid, and he couldn't save him. But the thing that was so disturbing to him is, you know, there were two brothers there, and they were about the same age as he and, you know, his his other brother. I have, I have a lot of children. I have six children. And so it, they were about the same age apart as he and his brother Gabe. So it was, it was, it was very tough. So he um, served this country and for seven years um, was honorably discharged from the service. And so when, when they came, so, so getting back to October, he was told, you know, we're hunters. He was told, you can't have a compound bow. You can't have, we had a BB gun because we have a, a, a rabbit issue that, you know, they get our vegetables and whatnot. So we have a, we had a pellet gun. So he said, and a shotgun shell, yeah, no gun, but a shotgun shell that we, you know, somehow got left. Um, and then he had some buck knives. So he was told, you got to get rid of this stuff. And so Aaron simply said to me, said, you know, even a felon can have a, a compound bow, but okay, I'll get rid of it. So we got rid of everything. So now fast forward a little bit. Now he, um, he being Brian James, um, said that he could no longer be uh, Aaron's pre-trial supervisor because it was just too hard for him or something. So Washington, D.C. took over. And so Aaron has to check in with someone in Washington, D.C., which is, okay, that's fine. But Brian James still comes here for Bob, for Jonah, and for Isaac. So he came back in February of 2022 and went down into Aaron's room. Now he's not following Aaron, but he said, as long as, you know, Aaron rents a two room suite, it's attached to the house, but it's, you know, he's got it locked as his space. But he went into his room and there was a cutlery set from the Civil War era, you know, um, with ivory handles. It means a, a great deal to him. Especially, you know, since his great-grandfather was, uh, great-great-grandfather was a slave, and his great-great-grandfather on my side um, served in the Union Army. So the Civil War era means a lot to my son. And so Brian James made... Uh, hey, everyone. Yeah. Welcome back to ET. And, you guys and he hear me? told... Okay. I, can you hear me? No, sorry. We had a technical difficulty. All my screens went out. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. All right, we're back. Okay. So, so he, um, Brian James made a deal out of this cutlery set, and he wanted Aaron locked up then. The judge said no. Judge Contreras seems to be reasonable as far as, you know, being a, um, a cutlery judge. Set. And I saw the pictures, and I don't think we have the pictures. Mr. Producer, do we have the pictures? Let's put them up if we would real quick. 
Okay, these are steak knives. Yeah, there's I mean, there's steak knives that are ancient. They're I don't. That's almost like saying a shovel could be a weapon. <laughs> they're not even sharp. I mean, they're not even sharp. And so you know, so he got rid of those. He he sent them to somebody. He said, "Okay, I'll get rid of those." So everything that he's been asked to do, he's done. So now, fast forward a little bit to to June of 2021. I don't remember the date, but it was June of 2021. Again, Brian James came back unannounced. unannounced. Every time he comes, it's unannounced. Doesn't make an appointment. And so again, he went to... So now these are... No, these are sharpeners. Sharpening steels. Yeah. These are the sharpening steels. And so that's what he found downstairs. Now, Aaron didn't think that they were knives at all because they're not there's nothing even remotely close to being a knife well he made a big deal out of that and he wanted Aaron immediately arrested and incarcerated and the judge um, again said you know we'll deal with this on August 15th now this was at the, the July hearing. I don't know why we're losing losing your your audio so okay keep going sorry you, you need to probably get a little closer to the mic just because it keeps breaking and breaking. There we go. Okay. All right. Can you hear me now? Yes. Bring it a little closer. Okay. So, um, again in July, when they went for some Brian James wanted Aaron locked up, and the judge said, We'll deal with this. Um, on August 15th. So then we we get this motion, which you have that, you should have that. Yeah, let's put the motion up if we can, Mr. Producer. Yeah, it's um, the United States motion to revoke release order. Is that 62? Yeah, that's yeah, Doc that's, 62, that's 62, yes. 62. Correct. And, and, and this, by the way, here, yeah. You're going to drive. We have the document, but we're going to drive. Okay. So, so, so he, um, in here it goes, it goes through, you know, all of his pending. Now, this is what, what really gets to me on page two of 12. He says he remains in violation of his terms of release and presents a danger to the community that no conditions will adequately mitigate. Accordingly, the court should issue a warrant for the defendant's arrest and detain him pending sentencing. And I looked at that, and I thought, pending sentencing? So, are you saying that he's already been tried and convicted, so all we're waiting for is sentencing? So, and this was written by, this was written by... The, the pre-person, or was this written by the uh, the attorney for... Oh, this was written This was written by the attorney. Okay. Yep. Uh, Matthew M. Graves, United States attorney. Okay. That's what it was written by. All right. And then so as, you, as you go through this, it, it, they, they put these, these uh, pictures... <laughs> Yes. With circles around him, showing him coming into the Capitol. But it does not show. So there's a picture of him. They put a circle around a picture and a group of people. But it doesn't show the fact that they were let in. 
Uh, correct. Yeah. Now, that picture that you just passed, that you just went by, the mm -hmm. circle, I don't believe that that's Aaron. If you look at that it sure doesn't look like right it. there, I don't believe that that's yeah. Aaron. No. Go to the next one and you'll see if it is. Go to the next one. Yeah, I don't think so. No. I don't that, think so. That was not Aaron. Because why, would, now, he put his, his why brother, would he put his stuff up on his head? He wouldn't do that. Right, right. Yeah. Um, and then right in front of him, that's that's Isaac. Okay. Yeah, we have a picture of all three of them. Let's put that picture up, if we will, Mr. Producer. Here's all three of your boys that have been charged, correct? Correct, yes. And Aaron is the one in the middle. Yep, yep, he's the one in the middle. And then your boys on both sides, you have uh, Jonah, which is on the left, and and uh, Isaac is on the right. Man. Yeah. Correct. Okay. All right, let's go back to this, if we can, to so this pre-charging document, if we can, because there's another picture. They, they take another picture, and they, you know, a snapshot in time. So the video tells yes. it. Go, 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 go up a little bit, if you would. So... If, if you look at this, they use this, but under false, this is not what the videos show, right? It doesn't no. show them doing anything. No. It shows them basically telling them to stand down. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now, where is um, Boylan? Roseanne. Roseanne. She, over to the left. So, so at this point, it's, okay, if you're looking at Aaron, it's going to be, you know, looking at the picture to the left and behind him at this point. Now, they had dragged her um, out of the tunnel and they were doing CPR. If you look at the video that I sent you, it's, um, you know, where they are, someone is yelling for a medic. That's when you see. Now, the, the government is very, you know, they, they kind of pull their pants down. Um, and expose themselves because initially they said that both of my sons were in the crowd and then they made their way to the front. Well, yes, but you have to look at a tent and I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep pounding this word intent. Aaron's intent was to save a life. That's what his intent was. So when he came to that position, he heard and he saw what was going on right in front of him. He saw her, she was, she was murdered in front of him. And, you know, in one of these documents, you see, okay, so the next picture, you'll see him grabbing, Go you know, the Aaron. Picture, Mr. Producer. Here we go. Nope. Yeah, yeah. no, the next one after next that. One. Here we right go. there. So, so right there, you'll see him, but what he's doing is he's grabbing an individual to pull him back so he doesn't get um, trampled because he was starting to fall. And so he grabbed this gentleman, and I have to find out, I've got to talk to David Sumrall from Stop Hate. He's been so incredibly helpful in identifying people. And so I want to identify this gentleman because he was pulling him back. Now the narrative that he was aggressively attacking these officers. But what he was doing was he was trying to grab this man and pull him back so he would not get in the same position that Roseanne was in. Right. 
Now, where's Roseanne in this picture here? Is Roseanne behind him or is Roseanne in front behind of him? Behind him. At this, no, no. At this point, Roseanne has been, she's behind him. And what they're trying to do is they're, with these shields, they're trying to protect those from this yellow spray. I don't even know what this yellow spray is, but it's very costly. Very, very costly. And so, so they're trying to protect the people that are working on Roseanne because he can't, he knows he can't get to her. And so what they're trying to do is shield them from getting sprayed. Okay, and he's trying to pull them back. We, we actually have the video, it's two minutes long, which shows this, and you sent that to us. So Mr. Producer, let's play this two minute, this two minute clip, if you would, and then Rosemary, why don't you tell me what you're seeing and you can give us a play-by-play -play as it's playing. You ready, Mr. Producer? All right, let's go ahead and play it. Turn down the volume a little bit. They had initially seen being beat. They're pulling, they're, they, they've pulled her, and now you see that's popping. And he's trying to say, stop, stop. And you'll see the people that are surrounding her. They've, you see, right there, they're surrounding her and they're working on her. And Aaron, at this point, realizes he can't get to her. And so, through this whole thing, they believe that Roseanne because she's kind of dressed like And so, I can't speak to this part of it. Um, well, I mean, but this they, is, but they, yeah. So th this is what I what I see here is they just killed someone. This is in yeah. front of there was two other people. So the the police inside they're spraying them with stuff, and then that incites the 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 uh, people I think even more, and then they start coming through. Now keep in mind that the FBI is at the front of this. Yes. Wait a minute. Go back for a minute. Was that Ray Epps? No. So, so now this is, these are two different scenes. Okay. So these are two different scenarios. Because Aaron was not. Um, no. This is, this is Ashley Babbitt. Okay. So these are two different scenes. And my son was, was not, um, was not here. So these are two different scenarios right here. Okay. But. But so this is the murder of Ashley Babbitt, and there were four people that were murdered that day, and people need to speak their names loud and clear. You know, you hear about George Floyd. Everybody knows about George Floyd. Well, how many people know about Ashley Babbitt, who served? Is this that country? Ashley coming down now? What is that? Is that That's Ashley. Yes. And they're carrying her like a sack of potatoes. It just makes me sick. And that's where they shot her right outside that window. That's where they shot her. And my sons were not there, but they were at the, the murder of Roseanne Boylan. And you could see the video that shows them kicking Roseanne Boylan when she was on the ground. Well, no, they did more than that. They, um, that officer, and I forget her name, she had a baton and she was beating her over the head with a baton when she was down on the ground. And that's when you know they 
they were saying, stop, stop, please stop. And they, they dragged her out. I don't know what's wrong with your, your, your uh, mic, but it's not, it's not picking you up. So it's either it's suppressing it. So is that the bottom? Maybe turn, turn it all the way upside down so that the, the no, mic is No, it's not that. Um, Rosemary, can you, try, uh, can you try just disconnecting real quick and then joining back in? Because your, your audio is coming through uh, really strangely. Um, okay, so how do I get out of here? So just okay. uh, just go ahead and back out and open the link again. While I uh, while you do that, I just want to I'm going to play this audio again from the beginning because you can. So I was trying to get your audio in, so you were talking, but um, I'm going to let you do that real quick. Um, but I'm just going to play this again for everyone because you can so clearly hear at the beginning of this video them begging for a medic. And this is the, uh, you know, they, they claim just the J6, you know, insurrectionists being violent. I think the problem that I have with all of this is that it was, it's a mixed bag of emotions in our country. And, and I've been caught up in it. I mean, it's not hard to get caught up in it. It's not hard to get caught up in when they're, they're literally stealing everything we are as a nation. I mean, it. It's pretty obvious. It's it's not as if it's it's not as if we 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 woke up one day and said we wanted to go out there and and kick down the door of the Capitol. We're overtaxed, overworked, pushed into a corner, watching our money flow to foreign entities down south. Illegals come in and take our money. We're we're busting our butts. We're working tirelessly over and over and over again for people to get free stuff while we become slaves. All because we're chasing the opportunity to be able to, to have nicer things, be able to do things, experience things. And, and I think the culmination of everything we saw is that they've been lying to us for so long. Sorry, are you back? Are you back now? Can, we, can you I, hear us? I can hear you very well. All right, we just can need you to keep your, keep your inflection the same. Just... <laughs> Okay, yeah, I'll keep it the same. And, and you can hear me okay? Yeah, now we can, yes. Okay. Yeah, I've got my volume turned up all the way. Okay, so I want to, I want to, so let's go through the nation of Aaron's um, charges as well. His violent okay. crimes. So it says, although it is true that Mr. James presumed to be entirely innocent of the indictment under the law, ECF number 63 at 19 section 3142G compels that the court shall consider the nature and circumstance of as many violent crimes and the great weight of the evidence of his guilt. C18 USC 3142G 1 and 2. To be clear, James is extremely unlikely to overcome the video and photographic evidence that he violently entered the Capitol building, interfered with the U.S. Capitol Police, aided and abetted the use of chemical agents against MPD officers, and assaulted those officers with a stolen police shield while fellow rioters attacked them with foreign objects and pepper spray. And the government can think of no legal justification for James committing these egregious crimes against our nation and its sworn officers. I got to ask you a question. Is that what happened? No. 
Not even, not even close. I've seen a lot of videos, and I, I haven't seen any video that would show that that's what he actually did in any capacity. I haven't seen one thing that would show that he did that. So here's, here's what my question is. Where is the discovery? All right, if let's talk about this. Thing, we don't have all of the discovery. We don't have yep. that. Uh, tired of feeling like someone's always watching on the internet. Maybe advertisers know a little too much about you. IP Vanish is a solution for you. You can use IP Vanish on your, your computer, tablets, phones. You can use it on multiple devices at the same time without sacrificing speed. Um, they're for you. And, and here's the thing. It, it, it blocks advertisers, hackers, um, your ISP, third parties from getting access to information to you, uh, blocks people from getting access to your passwords. All the data is encrypted. And for our listeners, you can get 70% off their yearly plan for listeners with 30-day money-back guarantee. It's like getting nine months for free. It's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button. A disclaimer, if you are using things, True Social, you have to turn off the VPN. If you are using things like uh, vMix, uh, Chevy apps, or things like that. So there are some things that does need a dedicated IP, um, and it recognizes that. So just keep that in mind. So go to ipvanish.com slash daily, use promo code daily, and save your 70% off. Okay, so if you don't have the discovery, is, does this discovery exist? I know that there's lots of videos that are exoner ex ex exonerating people in the public that were there. We know that that's a fact. Yes. We, we know that there are people that were inciting this group that were tied to the... We know Bray Epps was one of those people that was inciting people to go to the Capitol. We have to go into the Capitol. we got to go into the Capitol. Now, he's, he's, I guess, a national hero now, like George Floyd. Maybe yeah. they'll give him a gold casket. But... Yeah. But if there's no evidence of these things, that means that the government is lying. Yes. Okay. So the government is lying about people doing things that they did not do. Correct. Correct. And you're not allowed to have cutlery. You're not allowed to have sharpeners. You're not allowed to have pop guns. So these are the cutlery. These are basically antiques. They're steak knives, and they're not sharp. And then there's there's also, um, I do believe, a pop gun. Was there a pop gun as well? So, yeah, oh, yeah. if you have that, um, anybody that sees this next picture and doesn't realize that it's a cap gun, it's very old. And if they don't realize that that's what it is, then they need to probably not be in um, law enforcement, you keep coming in and out, so you have to talk with a little bit louder into the. Please, just okay. talk a little louder, okay? Because it's driving people okay. crazy, and people are leaving the interview as a result. So we just need to make sure you stay consistent, oh. if you would. Okay. Okay. So if you look, if you look at what they call is a replica gun, it's a cap. That's okay. all it is, is a cap. And they said that that's a dangerous weapon. They said that that's um, a replica gun, which we are not allowed to have. You're not allowed to have a replica, you're not allowed to have a toy. A toy, correct. So, so it's not just that it's a replica gun. You could have a water blaster. This is it right here. Yes. So for those of you that are over the age of, I'd say, 40, you will recognize that you put the little black, or excuse me, red cap things in it, and you put it in there, and you it, it's a cap gun. 
So there's no way possible. This is this is not a replica gun. This is a, it's a pony boy, and pony boys were cap guns. <laughs> but you're not allowed to have that because it's a rep. It's a it, because it's a it's a replica. I, I that's what they said that it's a replica gun, and anyone who would see that would understand that this is a toy. Okay. So we have a toy that they're, you know, that you can't have a toy. You can't have steak knives. You can't have, you can't, can you have a shovel in the house? Well, and that's, that was a question. And so, in fact, I think my husband asked that question. And so what they said was, well, it depends on where that shovel is sitting. What? Depends on where it's sitting. So... If you have that shovel by the door, then that's considered a weapon. If you have it in the garage, it's not considered a weapon. I, I'm sorry, we're losing your, your audio. Um, I don't know what's happening. Yeah, I and I have full... I wish I could... And I, I'm hearing you... Well, you're fine until just now. Like you were talking, and then all of a sudden, it just it, it cut out, which is frustrating okay. people because they're trying to listen and they're having to listen intently and not being able to to get everything that you're saying. All right, okay. so so we're what's next? August fifteenth. What happens on August fifteenth? So on August fifteenth, we have they have a status hearing, okay. and they're going to address. Um, whether or not they will revoke Aaron's release. That's what will be addressed. Okay, and is that the only thing that's addressed on, on August 15th? No. Um, so there are four of my family members who all have the same attorney. Okay. And so the government is saying that that is a conflict of interest. Okay, and so, so, what, so what are they? What are they assuming they want to do about that conflict of interest? They, they want them all to have separate attorneys. Now you can imagine that you know. First of all, this is we're we're not rich people. We don't have a lot of, and so for us to have four separate attorneys paying the attorneys fees is that's not. Easy. Well, it's now, not also, it's also not that. legal. They can't force you and say it's a conflict. They can't say it's a conflict of interest to have an attorney represent all four of you. Well, that's what I thought, but that's what they're going to address. Well, because you have what's called a conflict uh, policy or conflict document where they'd have to waive their conflict with the other three. That's it. All four of them would have to sign it, right? Yep. So, so I heard about this have. happening with a father and son. Uh, that were at the Capitol. So they have signed the document that says that there's a conflict, that they, they waive the right to uh, to it being considered a conflict. Yeah. And and that is what my family has done. They waived that. you got to speak into it, and we're losing no. you again. Okay, so, so they waived... Um, whatever, 
you know, document that they had to, to sign. They signed the document stating that um, they're waiving any conflict of interest uh, that, you know, that they would have. Okay, but the, but the government is saying that there's not a conflict. Uh, Rosemary, I'm going to have you call in um, because we're, we're okay. losing you, and I can't do this, this yep. thing where I keep asking you to speak up. So um, if yes. you'll just hang on a second, Mr. Producer. Rosemary, I just sent you the phone number. Just call that phone number. Okay, so just disconnect okay. and then call that number if you would. So, you know, January 6th, people go, oh, January 6th prisoners have been dealing with this now for the last... Uh, 17 months, you know, it, and I and I and I, I discussed this at the event that I was at on on uh, Saturday, and I said, "Listen, we should be talking about the January 6 prisoners every day, all day, every day." And I think that the apathy that we have that is ingrained into us, if we wake up and we have this apathy, it's it's starting to creep back on us. It's starting to creep back in our environment and <laughs> and and just settle. And, and they know this, by the way. They know that they're wearing down people. Um, so we went ahead and got uh, Rosemary on the phone. Rosemary, are you here? Yeah. Can you hear okay. me better? Yeah, now we can hear you. So, so I, I think that the, the, what we're talking about is the apathy of not, people not talking about what's happening to January 6 prisoners. And we've seen as people have stepped back and because they come into your neighborhood with these big, you know, trucks that they don't, they, they shouldn't have and SWAT teams and machine guns uh, to try and not only intimidate your family as they break down doors and terrorize your family, but intimidate your neighbors and those around them that may, uh, you know, have sentiment towards the, uh, the government. Correct. So... So one of one of the things that oh I'm I'm hearing an echo. Hold on. Okay, can you All hear right, us? Can now? you hear me? Yeah. Okay, so I'm I'm having an echo. Um, Mr. Producer, can we I'm get listening. rid of the echo? I don't know. I don't I don't know why it's an echo. Maybe someone's messing with our our feed, which would not surprise me. <laughs> you think? Nothing would surprise me these days. Uh, I mean, it's a relentless no, attack nothing. every day. So how are your sons holding up? Let's go there. Well, uh, my sons, okay, I don't have the echo, thank you. Um, yesterday was the first time that I really saw um, how this was affecting Aaron. You know, Aaron is, is, he's a very strong man. He's been in the military, he's seen a lot. He's um, suppressed a lot of what he um, saw in the military, as you can imagine. And, but yesterday, he was saying to me, Mom, he said, if I have to go away, if they're going to make me go away. You know, he wanted me to take care of his dog, Gunter. And he said, I would rather have him with, you know, and he gave me the, the sight of, um, you know, this, NAVDA, I believe it's called, um, for hunters, because, you know, Gunter's a hunting dog. And so this is in the back of his mind. Now, mind you, it's a week away, a week from today. And, you know, although I believe, you know, that he's going to be staying here, I don't know. I mean, nothing is guaranteed. So it was the first time that I really saw um, tears. And 
you know, it's not like he broke down, but it was, it was like he was the, the reality of the possibility of this was sinking in to him. Well, I think the, the thing that he's um, probably dealing with right now is is the unknown, because they, they see what yes. happened to Sussman. Nothing happened to Sussman. He got to, I mean, it's like as if evil has just encapsulated everything about Washington, D.C. And they think for that, that they're, I, I almost get the same feeling that they must have felt in Nazi Germany as they're torturing and killing Jews and Poles and Catholics. I mean, the Catholic Church even made a deal with, with Hitler and said, hey, don't kill our people and, and we'll be nice to you. <laughs> yes, I know. I, I, I know. I know. And, you know, we are, we are living under a tyrannical system for sure. Yeah. And <clears throat> so, so it is the unknown. Now, Joe, one of the things that I, that I have to say is that even though we're living, and we have been victimized by our government, but, but I need to make something very clear. Even though we are victims, we have been victimized, we're not victims. And I, I, I think that um, they want us to be victims. They want us to um, think that we're victims. They want us to, to portray ourselves as victims, but we're not. We, we are not. We are... Um, God's people. Um, we know where our help comes from. Our help comes from the Lord, Joe. It does. Absolutely. And, you know, um, one of, I suppose, most people's um, favorite verse is Romans 8.28. And it's something that I think we all have to, to uh, reckon with. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose, for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn amongst many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. Those whom he called, he also justified. Those whom he justified, he also glorified. Mm. <laughs> and what shall we say then to these things? If God is for us, who shall be against us? And, Joe, that right there, if God is for us, who can be against us? Now, having, having said that, we are um, beginning a coalition, and, and I, I don't know how much you know about this, if you've been um, keeping abreast of this, but it's called CondemnedUSA.org. And this is what the mission statement of Condemned USA is. It's to support and assist January 6th defendants fighting for their denied due process from a weaponized Biden DOJ by creating and providing a network of donors, defense attorneys, and access to honest media. And I thank God for you, Joe. I do. I, I pray for you. I pray for your family. I thank God for people like you, for people like David Sumrall, for people, people that stand up and say, we are going to be a voice. 
They want to provide a fair shot at legitimate trials and jury pools for the January 6th defendants. Well, how do you get that in a place? And, and this, is the, <laughs> this is the struggle that I have, is that the Washington, D.C. area, you have, and, and they're in control, by the way, of the jury pools, too. So you have a judge, yes. you have a jury pool that they, that they, they get to control. They, they get to control it. It's not a jury of your peers. There is no jury of no. your peers. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, many of the January 6th political prisoners have said, hey, I can't get a fair trial. I need to be moved out to Virginia. I need to be moved out to a different state. Yes. And every single one of those has been denied, haven't they? Correct. Now, here's the interesting thing. Now, the odds cannot be 100% stacked against us, but they are. Every single person who's gone to trial has been convicted on all charges. That wow. can't be feasible. No. You, you, cannot, you cannot say that that's a fair system. Well, it's not a fair system. It's not no, a fair system. It, it's not. And they want to st they've stacked everything, including the judges. And this is why we talk about the judiciary. This is the, actually the most important part of this podcast right here. Bookmark this. It's not that you can't go and say, listen, I want to just be able to tell you what the evidence is. They will lie, and they lie again, and they lie again, and they put... FBI inside the crowd, incite the crowd, break through the barrier, kill people in the in the uh, crowd. They do all of these bad things to to American citizens who have a redress of grievances. Then they arrest them by banging down their door, terrorizing them. Then they make them go to, to trial in a place where the judges... I want to use this as an example for everyone. And I'm sorry, Rosemary, I'm going to use this as an example. The EPA... Trial. I mean, excuse me. The EPA case that was decided by the Supreme Court inside of the D.C. Circuit, they lost four times. Four times, they were told that arbitrary power, that the arbitrary power of the EPA was in the greater good, so it was allowed. Four times, got all the way to the Supreme Court, and they're like, "This is bunk. You don't have that authority." So we already know the judiciary in Washington, D.C. is largely corrupted and completely tyrannical. We know that. Correct. So they won't let you leave their den because they're afraid if you leave their den and you see the evidence that there might be a good judge out there that will let these people go. And by the way, they're throwing the book at people, giving them four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years for going to the Capitol for a redress right. of grievances. Yes, yes. Now, do you know? And I and I'm sure that you've done a lot of research into this, Joe. But do you know the reason that they're able to do this? No. <laughs> well, do do a little research into really and truly what the Patriot Act is about. Oh, yeah. They're absolutely using the Patriot Act against us. Now, I used to call it the Unpatriotic Patriot Act, but I stopped doing that because it's true. It is the Patriot Act. And 
when I say that this is the Patriot Act, they're only using it against patriots. That's it. They're only using it against patriots. And, you know, what? this has been going on for many, many, many years. Okay, so... Let, the reason me, that they can keep them, the reason that they can keep them in the gulag without due process is because of the Patriot Act. So they're keeping them in, this a, in is, the, yeah. Now, now there was a term that um, was changed, okay? Section 213 of the USA Patriot Act authorizes the government to issue, listen to this, this is important, to issue a warrant based on, listen, reasonable cause rather than the constitutionally mandated probable cause. Okay, say that and again. And it's a subtle Back difference. But, but, but it is. But it, but it's incredibly now. Now, who is it reasonable to? It's subjective. Exactly. It's subjective. They're making it subjective. Yeah. Well, we we know that that's an issue because look at what they're doing right now, currently, as it relates to, if we just, <laughs> as it relates to the Constitution, they they can make up whatever they want, have arbitrary powers, arbitrary take away rights, just arbitrarily, just make it up out of thin air. Say, yeah. well, I'm the federal government, I can do whatever I want. I'm the state government. I and and by the way, I believe state government has a a, a bigger right than than the federal government. I believe that if a state oh, comes oh, in absolutely. and says, I want everybody to wear, you know, black pants, as long as it doesn't, well, that would by the way, you know. So, so there's certain rights that the Constitution, the federal government has. There's certain things that they're supposed to do to protect yourself or protect you. That's it. These, these things. And it's like eight or nine things. Um, and that's all they get to do. That's it. Now, in, in the function. So, as it was described to me, and frankly, we're going to have her on, but as it was described for me, that's their job description. Like, this is the government's job description. This is your job. This is the only thing you're allowed to do. Well, right now, the, I, I would argue, and I think that this was put to a point, that we're not operating under a constitution at all now at all. Like, we, no. we, don't, ha we don't have a social contract anymore. Because you can't get justice. Would you agree with that? Oh, correct. Yeah. So, so what they're what they've done is they have taken the and and they've already told us this, Joe. It, the Constitution is what they call a living document. In other words, it ebbs and it flows and it changes. But that wasn't the the that wasn't the meaning. The law of the land is based upon the Constitution, and this is what it says: all laws which are repugnant to the Constitution, are null and void. That's Marbury versus Madison, 1803. Okay. Where, where rights secured by the Constitution are involved, right. there can be no rulemaking or legislation which would be abrogate, would abrogate them, Miranda versus Arizona. I mean, and you go on and on and on. An unconstitutional act is not a law. It confers no rights. It imposes no duty, affords no protection, creates no office. It is uh, 
It is in legal contemplation and inappropriate as though it had never been passed. Norton versus Shelby County. And I mean, I could go on and on and on and on where this has already been put in place, Joe. Yeah. Now, the thing, the thing that we, we have to do, people have to stand up and they have to stand together. And if I could say, you know, I was on Dinesh D'Souza today. Yeah. I, was, I was given that opportunity. And when I was on there, Dinesh asked this question. He said, now, is your family considering taking a plea deal or are you, you know, going to go to trial? I said, look, I said, my family did nothing wrong. And I said, as far as I'm concerned, I would encourage anyone that's being charged that they're trying to push into a plea deal that did nothing wrong not to take a plea deal. Because when you do, you're coming into an agreement just like a covenant. Right. Right. And you're saying that you are absolutely right and you're true in your estimation. And anything that you give to me, I'll take because you're true and correct. Well, and it, and it shows that you're, you're willing to concede. You're willing to give up your rights. And, and you're I would encourage... To, I would encourage everyone to yeah. not take any deal. No deal. No. N- no none, deal at all. None whatsoever. None whatsoever. And, you know, we need to have people putting motions in um, to get out of D.C. We need to have motions, you know, um, to to push for that fairness, Joe, because there isn't any fairness right now. No, I would agree with that. Now, I, 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 I talked to you a little bit earlier about condemnedusa.org. Um, this is really and truly the first time that I've been um, excited or I have hope because we have a, a group of people that are not only passionate, but they're very intelligent. And this is something that every single one of us that is part of this condemned USA believes in. We want people to have a a fair shot. People aren't going to be charged. I mean, there are attorneys that want to charge $200,000. Well, unless we have somebody like President Trump backing us and giving us you know, the money to do these things. None of us has that. $200,000 to take a trial to trial with the evidence that's already there. It's absurd. It's a money grab. It's, it is a, it is a money grab, you know, and who can, who can, who can afford that? No one. Because we're all average, ordinary people. Now, this is, this is something that they're trying to do, Joe, and we've talked about, you and I talked a little bit about this. They're trying to separate the American people. And one of my favorite portions of Scripture, my absolute favorite portions of Scripture, is in Revelation. And it's this picture, and it's really the picture of the United States of America. Before the very throne of God, there is a vast number of people, okay? There is a great multitude that no one can number. This is what it says. After this, I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, 
standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands, crying in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Joe, if we could do anything in this nation, it would be to say to people, we the people are together. We the people of every nation, every tongue, every language. You know, and I said this, the Somali people in, in Minneapolis, I've worked amongst them. They are some of the most conservative, wonderful people that you've ever met, honestly. I, Why I know are they them trying well. to, to, to divide us? Well, I think that that's the million-dollar question, right, is that we're, we're sitting in a place where it's, it's us versus them, and they're creating this division because they know that once we come together and we have true knowledge, once we have truth, it becomes impossible. It's the same reason why you're being attacked, your, your kids and your husband are being attacked, because they know that if once, once the truth gets out there, which it, 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 it is, they're just getting to the place where you have the courage to stand up for it. But once it gets out there, it's going to be impossible for them to come back from it. Right. Impossible. Joe, I, Joe I've said this um, for a very long time. January 6th is pivotal for this nation. And it's pivotal to the turning around of the narrative of this nation. It's pivotal to, mm. um, to the healing of this nation. Gunter, stop. It is absolutely pivotal. And... To the point where I think people don't really fully understand how important it is, but it's important. Well, there was a declaration in the spiritual realm that mm. happened on that day. And the declaration that happened on that day, Joe, was this. When millions of people showed up, we, the people, showed up, millions of us. And, and it's not, you know, there weren't white, all white people there. There were many Asian people there. There were black people. There were white people. There were Asian people. People from, from many countries and, and probably every state in the Union. And we made a declaration that day. I was called to go there. I was, I was called to go there. I really was. And I couldn't not go. It was like God was, he, he had put this in, inside of me, and I couldn't not go. I, well, I, 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 I had to go. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. I, at some point, I'd like to get your, your boys and your husband on here. We've got to be really careful when that happens, though, and I just want to talk about how they feel. I don't want to talk about the case. I want to talk about some of the, the appeal persecuted. You know, I want to. I want to stay as you know. We, we we do this with Jake Lang all the time. I, I just don't want them to do anything or say anything that could get them to where they get revoked and put put in in jail. So I do want to tell you that I do want to pray for you. I want to pray for your family, if that's okay. Yes, absolutely. Um, and then uh, you know we'll stay in touch. I want to know what happens on on August fifteenth, which is just right around the corner. I, I just ask everyone in the audience to pray for. Uh, Rosemary and her family, please. And um, yes, let me pray for you. Father God, thank you for the opportunity we, we have to hear truth from Rosemary. Let, Father, thank you for thank you for giving peace to this family. Father 
you know, I want to say that it's hard for us to to be thankful, but there's so much to be thankful for. And Father, we, we are thankful. We're thankful for the opportunities you've given us. We're thankful for the things you've put in our lives. We're thankful for the people you've put in our lives. We're even thankful for the painful things that we have to go through that teach us in this life things that we need to learn. Father, I would ask you to watch over watch over Rosemary's family. Watch over Jonah and Isaac and Bob and Aaron. Keep a keep a, a protective cocoon around their hearts and their minds. Calm their soul. Give them peace, Father. Father, I would just ask you to, to let them have joy. Let them enjoy each other. Let them not get sucked into the idea of, of this turmoil and just friction that, that the evil of our society wants to create in their, in their lives. I would ask you to just have them handed over to you, Father, and to just give them peace. Father, I would ask you to protect them physically, emotionally, uh, medically, that they may be healthy, they may be of sound mind, that they may be able to interact and, and associate with other people that would also be safe and be safe to be around. I would ask you to uh, protect their community, their neighbors. I would ask you to lean into their neighbors so their neighbors can offer them support. Father, I would ask you that the people that are listening to this podcast and the people that aren't listening to it would would be spurned to get involved. They would That they would say, hey, it's not right what has happened to our fellow Americans and stand in the gap between the oppressive, tyrannical people who have built a coup d'etat against our people. I would just ask you to get people to step in the gap and protect those people that they want to do harm to, protect the average everyday American. I would ask you to supernaturally close the border, Father. I would ask you to break the apparatus of, of uh, Congress's ability to do things to hurt us as people. I would ask you to expose all of the judges and people within the judiciary who are, who are doing harm, who are corrupted, who are evil. I would just ask you to expose that evil, Father. And then I would ask you, Father, that we can hold people accountable, that we restore accountability to our community. Father, we are, we are grateful as Americans for the sacrifice that those that are being charged in January 6th or address their grievances. We, we, are, we are grateful that they're standing up. We are, we are grateful for them having their voice heard and for the courage it took to go to the Capitol that day. And many will say that it's, you know, you, that you, they shouldn't have gone. Well, they should have gone. I believe they should have gone, Father. I, I believe that they should have gone to the Capitol because, frankly, if they wouldn't have gone to the Capitol, how much further down the road will we be? We, we, we don't have a line in the sand, Father. I would ask you to draw that line in the sand for us and make it a line that they cannot step over and, and, and be able to push them back to the depths of where they came from. Father, we ask for all of these things, and we are very, very grateful. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Joe, for this opportunity, and, and I just pray blessings upon you and your ministry. Well, I don't have a ministry. I have a podcast. Oh, yes, you do. Yes, you do. 
No, no, actually, yes, you do. no, I'm a I, podcasting. I'm, I'm going to tell I'm you a, right now, you do. I'm a podcaster, and I, my tech sucked. And I could, I could go through all the things that they said about me that are getting parroted by not only the left, but the right, the radical right as well. It's fun. So, so, so Joe, yeah. God has given you talents. He's given you talents. And you know what you've done with those talents? Screw You're bringing up. a great <laughs> yield. You're giving a great yield. No, you are. Yeah, I'm just being funny. I'm being Joe, funny. you are. It's a great yield. Well, I believe that what they do to one of us, they do to all of us, and none of us were making it out of this life yep. alive. And watching people get hurt that I love and support, watching the, the most vulnerable among us be the ones that suffer, watching as we basically step over, watch them step over bodies and become and create victims out of our society um, while they let people just eat off of our flesh, I think that is absolutely abhorrent and wrong. And so that's, yep. that's what kind of guides me. And God put me on a path, and, you know, it's... it's uh, it's the same path that your sons and your husband are on. It's not a path that you would choose for yourself. So, no. So, so Joe, it's the same path we're all on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's, it, is, it, it is a path. Um, it's our heavenly path. It is. And, and I have to tell you, I'm just going to say this. It's going to get rough. The, the turbulence is going to get really, really rough. But the good news is that we are all on this ship together, and this is God's ship, and he's at the helm. And this ship isn't going down because, you know, God tells us his word is true and amen, Joe, it is. Mm, It's nothing but true and amen. So what, what, what he says, you can take it to the bank because that's true. But you are, and, and, you know, your mission is um, <laughs> the more that people come against you, the more that the opposition comes. I'm pretty sure you're in pretty good company. Yeah. But Look how many times they flogged um, Paul, left him for dead, for heaven's sakes. Yeah. It, it, wouldn't, be, it wouldn't be my choice. You're standing, you yeah. are standing up for what's right, Joe. You are. Not a lot of people can say that. Yeah. That's a man of integrity. That's a man of valor. Thank you. You have to realize you're a mighty man of valor. That's what you are. I will I will continue to fight as you continue to fight as well. Rosemary, God bless you. Yep, we'll do that. God bless you. Thank you so much. All right, take care. Bye. You know, I thought that, um, so things don't bother me as much, and then I go back and I tell myself that I'm not going to read or, or look at this stuff, and then I read and look at this stuff, and then I call up everyone and I go. So I wonder if, if uh, and, 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 and by the way, I, I didn't want to be a news podcaster. I wanted to be a conservative Christian talking about truth. So I talk about stuff that I think helps us get to the place where we can get to the, the work the mission and, and work the problem to get to a solution. And so I, I just want you to know that uh, I do appreciate you listening. I do appreciate you being a part of the podcast, being a part of the Conservative Daily Family. And um, if, there's, uh, if there's anything that you're fighting right now, I do know that uh, we had an FEC United member who's, uh, 
whose child was killed by a, what appears to be a drunk driver. I don't want to say yet. In Colorado, they were heading into their senior year. I know we talked a little bit about this, but uh, so I'll be putting up a GoFundMe. It would have been my choice to do GoFundMe. It's theirs. Uh, but in this case, um, they two of the children died. One of the kids, excuse me, one of the children uh, is in intense care fighting for their life. And then the fourth one that was in the car is, uh, had minor injuries. But, uh, you know, I, I will be putting up something that's, that's uh, to help that family. Um, but if you need anything, if you need prayers, you can write us. If you have a problem, you can write us. I will help you if I can. Um, because at the end, at the end, at the end of all this, you know, we are in this together, and we we got to set aside all of our differences and make sure that what they do to one of us, they do to all of us. So until then, have a great night. Kiss your family, and I'll see you in the morning. If you want to watch Conservative Daily podcast, we go live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. You can find us live at conservative-daily.com, on Rumble, on Frank's Beach, where we go live on Lindell TV 2 at those same times, on DLive, and now on Odyssey. You can also find our episodes at brighteon.com. Make sure you also check out the link in the description to go to the Brighteon store and prepare you and your family with the awesome storable food and other products that they have there. You can find us on the audio edition at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, Audible, and everywhere else. Make sure you go and give us a five-star review and be that ambassador of truth. Share this episode with everyone who needs to hear it. Text the word FREEDOM to 89517 and we'll shoot you a text message when we're about to go live. Check out the description for our link to the daily newsletter so you get access to the fax blasts. We want to thank you for being a listener of Conservative Daily Podcast as we pursue truth and fight to restore our nation. We will continue to provide you with the most important information that the mainstream media will not show you. Now at conservative-daily.com, you have the option to become a member with us. Each membership option varies in access and discounts in regards to the ability to interact with the Daily Fax Blast, monthly savings, access to extra content, and interactions with the hosts and guests of the show. Go to conservative-daily.com and become a member right now for as little as $10 a month. Make sure you check out social media and find us everywhere at Conservative Daily and at Joel Oltman. We'll see you next time on Conservative Daily Podcast. It's time to do the hard work. Let's take our country back, patriots. God bless America.